0: hey y'all so check it check it check it check it out i just came across a new clothing line that is amazing it is jupiter's art this is a clothing line for non-binary people right so the clothes are genderless, and uh, they are also sustainable. Um, There's carbon offset, and they don't add anything negative to the environment. And they're also um, an ethical company with fair pay for their employees, and they welcome uh, anyone in the spectrum of LGBT and race. It is owned by people of color, and they deserve your attention. You can find Jupiter's Art on Instagram, on TikTok, and you can search for them on Google and find the website. It is amazing. Check it, check it, check it out. Wait till you see this jacket. Oh my God. It it is amazing. Y'all, you got to peep it. Jupiter's art. Check it. Hey y'all, your fam, Black Fluid Poet. Check it out. If you love this podcast, I want to thank you for favoriting the podcast because it means the world to me. However, the way I can get more advertisers is to have more subscribers. If advertisers um, see that um, I have a lot of subscribers, they will be more willing to give me opportunities to advertise for them. So in order for me to get these ads, I need to get to a decent amount of subscribers. So you come here to Anchor.fm and you go to support and you can pick 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. Please feel free to pick 99 cents. I, I, I am overjoyed at anyone who wants to support my dream of getting this podcast taking off. You know what I'm saying? So please just consider it. If I could get a 1,000 subscribers, I could get out of this poverty thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, the struggle is real. Y'all take care. Hey, y'all. You ever heard of an amazing young woman by the name of Zinzi Smith? Well, I have. And her and I had... Just an amazing conversation on Beyonce's internet. I will have you know that 20-year-old Zinze Smith has her own black woman-owned business for an entire year now teaching spin classes. And let me tell you, she's enthusiastic. She wants the world to know that she's ready to help you shed them pounds from Thanksgiving and Christmas and help you keep up with that New Year's resolution that all of us middle-aged people like to make while we're still making them. So I, for one, am going to try and take one of her classes, just $15 for an online class with Zinzi Smith. She also teaches in person in studios in Brooklyn and in Queens and NYC. And all around, I got to tell you, I am just in awe of her. So you can reach out to her on Spin With Zin, that's Spin With Z-I-N on TikTok and on Instagram. And let her know that you heard it here on Black Fluid Poets Podcast. And you're trying to shed them pounds and keep up that New Year's resolution. You feel me? So give her a shout out. Let me know how it went. Hey, uh, how you doing? Black Fluid Poet here, a.k.a. John S. Blake. Just hanging out in the humble abode of books. My pandemic paradise. (laughs) This is uh, Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve is a bittersweet experience for me. Um, You know, most of my family has passed on. Um, I have a couple of siblings that are alive, but um, we're distant. And being recently divorced makes it, um, makes this the first holiday that I officially am alone. Um, metaphorically uh, and literally. And it's tough. It's tough. There's I have friends who I would love to be spending time with, but they're all, they all live really far from here. And some of the friends that I do have here um, are keeping distance because of COVID. And, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of people I've reached out to about passing some time with and spending some time with. And let me say first that I wasn't, I didn't make it. Really apparent that I wanted badly to spend time with other people um, because I didn't want there to be a guilt trip attached to it you know Um, and there were some people who said you know they'd stop by and they and they didn't and it hurt more than they probably know matter of fact I'm positive it hurt more than they know um It's really hard for me to express being needy without, I guess without worrying about whether they're hanging out with me to um, pacify or, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? I guess the only way I could be sure that the people I'm spending time with actually want to spend time with me equally as much is to make sure that I don't make it sound like I need them more than they need me, right? Um, I don't necessarily, I don't feel like I'm going to, you know, crumble and die, um, But the silence can be deafening. I just... I remember how much pride my mom had at putting the lights on the tree, you know? She must have fixed those lights 50 or 60 times before it was done. She'd back up and look for that one spot on the tree where there's just not enough light, you know? Everything had to be just right. She, she would tell everybody that she hated Christmas, but it, she was so full of shit. Like, she loved it. She loved all the decorating. She loved the music. She hated the stress. I think she hated the guilt of not being able to get me whatever I wanted. I was talking to somebody earlier today about my love for music, and someone asked me if I played any instruments, and I said only in my head. <laughs> air guitar maybe a little bit of air drums but you know i asked my mother for i think every instrument under the sun i wanted to play them all i i wanted to play guitar piano saxophone upright bass cello violin i wanted to play them all i even wanted to play the bassoon at one time because it was just so big it was awesome looking you know it just looks so impressive I wanted to play the French horn for the same reason, like that spiral of the French horn, the way it shined, you know. And my mother, I can remember her going, John, don't even ask me for no damn instruments. We can't afford them. The answer is always going to be an emphatic no. You hear me? Don't ask me for no motherfucking instruments, because with the instrument comes the lessons. And I can't afford that shit either. And, you know, I shrugged it off after a couple of years, but... The truth is, I always wanted them. I always wanted. Him. I never wanted to break my mom's heart and tell her, but I always wanted them. Same thing with art supplies. Like I wanted to be a painter. I wanted to go to the school of visual arts. And when my mother found out how much one canvas cost, she was like, "You, you must be out of your damn mind." It must have been hard for her to know that she couldn't afford to buy me the things i wanted when i was younger that had to cut it had to cut real deep but god she did miracles with what she had i was never sad opening presents I mean, I gave my mom a couple of side eyes when I opened up to like a sweater or some pants and I was like, ain't nobody asked for this shit. And then I became a teenager and I wanted the damn, you know, clothes and she was buying me shit for school, you know, books and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, what happened to the clothes you used to get me when I was younger? (laughs) You know what I mean? Now I want the damn clothes and you ain't buying them. Um, and I can remember, you know, uh. My adolescence was when breakdancing was on the scene, run DMC, you know, had to get the Adidas, I had to get the lead jeans, get the crease right, the gold-plated belt buckle, you know, had to get me some gazelles, had to get a Kango. My mother was like, I can't afford none of that. I'll get you the lead jeans, they're cheap. (laughs) But, you know, and back then, Adidas was like, a nice pair of Adidas was like $60, and that was a lot of money back then. My mother was like, $60? I ain't buying you no damn $60 sneakers. I ain't got no $60 sneakers. Why am I going to buy you $60 sneakers? But you know, when I was 13, I went under that tree, and I opened them gifts. We opened them on Christmas Eve, never Christmas morning, so I think Christmas Eve means a lot more to me for that reason. Man, I'd open them 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 boxes, and they were, there they'd be, Lee Jean's. Adidas, Pumas. She even went so far as to buy me the fat laces. And she's like, and I didn't put the laces in them because I know you got to do them some special way. (laughs) That woman. I can't imagine how much overtime she put in to make sure I had that stuff. You know, now that I'm older, all I wonder about is how many bills did she put off to get it for me? You know, as mean as she was, there were moments when she was just as loving, if not more. I was there when she died. She took her last breath in my arms. (sighs) You know, and even thinking these thoughts right now, I'm not crying, I'm actually smiling. You know, what's important is that even though she's gone, we really did make the most of, of the time that we did have. We didn't have a lot. You know, she went to prison when I was in my teenage years and when she got out, she was sick. So there wasn't any road trips or anything like that afterwards. But the times we had, <laughs> we used to watch Law & Order SBU. And uh, we would both predict who the killer was, and like take little bets between each other on who the killer was before they found out who the killer was. My mom always got it right <laughs> every time. Like in the in like the second scene, as soon as she knew who all the characters were, she's like, "That's the killer right there, him. I'm telling you, John, that's him. Look at him. He looks like a killer." what do you mean it looks like a killer? They're all actors. Uh, I'm just saying. He's probably got a couple of bodies under his house right now in real life. He just got that killer look. (laughs) Oh, that woman. I think that's why I can handle this pain. You know, feeling this loss. And I'm still okay. I can still, you know, make jokes with you right now. Because... You know, my mom, my mom used to shrug at some of the scariest shit, man. You know, she would just be like, John, we got this moment. That's all that matters. If she had a bill that, you know, we couldn't afford to pay, she would throw it right in the garbage. She'd go, well, I got this day. I don't know about tomorrow, but I got this day. I'm not going to worry about that bill. I'm not going to stare at it. No sense in having it around so I can look at how broke I am. So many things about her perspective on life have helped me to get through some of the hardest emotional moments I've had. My divorce was tough. It was real tough for me. You know, I just, (sighs) ending the marriage was the right thing. But I mean, my sense of loyalty is so distorted. It was so hard to walk away even though it was the right thing to do. I've always had a hard time with walking away. And I guess like, you know, when you grieve and you you let go of people that have passed on, it's like walking away again, you know? It's like walking away on an emotional level. And, um... That's just something I'm trying to still learn how to do. And sometimes I walk away, you know, and I'm able to grieve and let go and accept. And then I have my moments like Christmas Eve when I feel myself walking back just to take one more look, you know. And I think as long as I can accept that it's just a peek. I'm just peeking into my past. I'm not going to stay there. That's the important part, right? Look, but don't stare. I think that's the best way to handle the past. Look, but don't stare. What gets me through the holidays is I think to myself about all all the kids who are going to be opening presents. I think to myself about family that... Haven't seen each other in a while, and and the hugs that happened on Christmas. I think about wreaths on doors. I think about, even though I'm not Christian, I think about nativity scenes outside in front of churches. I imagine airport hugs. Pre-pandemic, of course, but there's some people that are going to still be traveling. Airport hugs is serious, you know When The person who pulls up to pick them up at the gate You know, gets out of the car Oh my god and forgets to close their driver's side door And runs over, gives them a big hug And then grabs their luggage for them And puts it in the trunk, you know It's that That, that sigh of relief Like, uh, oh, it's over I'm finally home, you know Those are beautiful moments to me. You know, even though I don't do it, I always get an urge to go to an airport and just watch people meet each other outside baggage claim. Like those are those, are those real moments, you know. Such a loving embrace. And I guess letting go after hugs like that is a lot like... Letting go of grief. You know, we had that moment. We were close. And it's time to, you know, go home. It's time to go to where we belong. So many families are grieving this year. You know, due to COVID. And I know it's... For me, for myself personally, it's really important to compartmentalize, you know? It's like if you lost somebody recently and it's the holiday, I think it's really important to remember that there's nothing wrong with putting down our sadness and being in the moment with who's here. That sadness isn't going anywhere. You can pick it up January 2nd, you know? Just for now, for Christmas... For Christmas sake, just, just let it go. You know, watch the kids play with their new toys, help with dinner, you know, shovel somebody's walkway or driveway, help somebody hang a picture or, you know, set the dinner table. There's always something to do and if you're like me and you're alone on the holidays and you're missing people and it's it's feeling kind of hard, the best thing for me to do is to reach out to somebody else who's doing just as as much work enduring this holiday as I am, you know. Or maybe people who are struggling even more. There's a lot of food lines this year. There's a lot of people who don't have enough to eat in their house. Make somebody dinner. They don't have to come over. Just bring it to them, you know. Tell them it's extra so they don't feel it in their pride. Just be like, hey, it's extra food. I wanted you to try it, you know. Buy somebody else's kid a gift just to watch them open it. There's so much, so much we can do to show how much we just love life. Me, I'm having a hard time letting go of this podcast because I know I got to go back to the silence. (sighs) But at least my mom showed me what Christmas was supposed to look like. And I think I'm going to reach out to some other people who I know are struggling this holiday season. I'm going to let them know I love them. I'm going to make sure they know I love them. Good night, everyone. And happy holidays.